Welcome to a WSFI special presentation with your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of WSFI Spotlight. I am honored to be joined here by John Pepe. He is the National Director of Affiliate Relations for EWTN. Uh, it's just a pleasure to have you with me here today. All right, so, you know what, I, first I want to find out a little, a little bit about your journey, uh, your faith journey, how it led you to EWTN. And sure. Well, uh, I grew up in, in uh, the northern part of New Jersey, right in the shadows of Giant Stadium, though I was a Cowboy fan my whole life. Uh, but that's another story and another conversation. Um, but I started my radio career in the number one market in the country. Um, I went to school. I went to broadcasting school. I never aspired to be on the radio. As a matter of fact, in, in my almost 30 years of being in the radio business, many, many people have said, you should be on the radio. Uh, but I always sort of considered myself more of the brains behind the talent. And I spent most, more than half of my radio career in the secular world, uh, doing top 40 music, working for some of the biggest radio stations in New York City, and really got such uh, on-the-job training from some of the best air personalities this, this country knows. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that. As you know, most people in radio, especially uh, talent, jocks who are on the air, you're really going to kind of travel all over and get the experience until you make it to a big market. I was really blessed to come right out of school and um, uh, just get uh, a job right away with some with the number one radio station in New York City, and so I was off. Now, I didn't have any contacts in the business, my family, nobody, but there was something about radio that I realized right away um, that was so personal, and it didn't matter what you listened to, talk, what kind of content or format, everybody listens to the radio. <laughs> and so um, that kind of grabbed me. And I was always a music guy, but I was really, first and foremost, a sports guy growing up. I was very involved in sports. And I, I thought I really wanted to play baseball for the rest of my life, like most kids. Um, when I got older and realized that that dream wasn't going to come true, uh, ESPN up in Connecticut was really just starting out. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I set my sights on. I was going to uh, if I couldn't play sports for the rest of my life, I might as well try to be around it as much as I can. Right. And so, uh, but I got uh, at a broadcasting school and uh, entered uh, into, as I say, my first radio job. And it kind of snowballed from there. I fell in love with every part of radio, uh, every uh, department from promotions to marketing, so on and so forth. And I, I, uh, I share all this to say that while I was doing this, I was born and raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. But I was your typical prodigal son. I, was, I did not have a relationship with our Lord. Okay. Um, I come from a divorced family. My folks, as much as I love them, they were parents who uh, were do as I say, not as I do parents. So they didn't lead by example. They mm -hmm. told us to go to church. They told us to go to Mass. But they didn't go themselves. So it really wasn't hard for me uh, to, at 12, start to kind of, you know, not put church or our Lord in priority in any way, shape, or form. So I just share that all through these years being in secular radio, there was no relationship for me. I bit the carrot of the world, and I was on my way up the radio ladder. That's what I wanted to do. Um, so there I was, uh, probably about 25 years old, uh, working, doing records, doing radio in the biggest market in the country, then had an opportunity to move down to Dallas, Texas to get into syndicated radio. Um, working with, with, again, some of the great, well-known, talented, syndicated hosts at Top 40 Radio around the country. Um, so it was really, really a, a great uh, journey up until that point. Wonderful. So what led you, how, how did you get into EWTN? 
Well, certainly that's always the Holy Spirit, uh, surely, and, and perfect timing. Um, uh, there were some mergers that had gone on with a syndicated company that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking some, some big companies still that exist today, Clear Channel and yep. things like that. So um, I was at the time uh, working, it was right after 9-11, and I was working, uh, producing and writing and um, uh, co-creator of a nationally syndicated music program uh, that is still on the air today. Um, and after 9-11, the, the syndication company I was working for, just like many other companies and businesses, they had very difficult times. I wasn't with them much longer, uh, only because they couldn't afford to uh, keep a staff. Mm-hmm. And I was their vice president of programming at the time for Top 40. And I was eight months away from getting married to my beautiful wife, Lynn, uh, who was out in California. And again, I was still in Dallas, but eight months away from being married and not having a job. Um, it was, it was, and with the world being in the state that it was, yes. uh, it was, it was tough. It was, it was quite challenging, but I can share that at this point in time, uh, I, my reversion had started right when I got to Dallas. I was in Dallas for about five years. And so I, I truly believe that by the Lord allowing me to go to Dallas he had my attention, and there was no distraction. I didn't have family. I didn't have my friends. I didn't have everything that I knew my whole life. It was just me and my golden retriever, Zach, <laughs> and our Lord. And yeah. I found myself going back to Mass more. I found myself going to Eucharistic Adoration. Uh, and again, here I was, still in the midst of the secular music world. But there was in my heart this craving, because I knew certainly there was something missing, uh, for sure. And so that really led me to the, the point of my reversion. And uh, and that's where I started to really embrace EWTN on the television side. I didn't even know there was such a, such a thing as Catholic radio. <laughs> wow. uh, and so, as you know, during those, those early years of Catholic radio, nobody really knew there was such a thing of it because there was not too many stations around. Praise God, 12 years later, we're pushing a total of about 300 Catholic radio stations, and there's Catholic radio bill in about every state today as we speak to each other, less, uh, other than four states. So there's at least one Catholic radio station in every state in this country except for four, and we're working on those right now. So, uh, you know, Mother Angelica's vision has always been to cover every community with uh, EWTN radio, and certainly that uh, has been our radio team's mission uh, from the get-go. Yeah, how, how incredible. Uh, so, so now you work with the, this affiliate relations, and can you tell me about what you're seeing on the ground floor across the country? Well, I'll tell you, uh, being in the uh, position that I sit in, in the chair that I sit, sit in at EWTN uh, Radio, it has been a phenomenal, uh, uh, miraculous journey. Um, I was just sharing with you off the air uh, how blessed I am. I call them nuggets that our Lord gives to me to be able to be involved with these local groups. Because remember, EWTN does not own or operate your station or any other affiliate that EWTN is on. But we give you the programming free of charge. And that's really what makes Catholic Radio so feasible. Right. right? And you, you, you help to incorporate that with your local stuff that you do. And uh, we really help carry the water because that's huge overhead that the local group does not have to worry about. Right. Of course, always in line, no matter what the show is, with the magisterium of the church. And so for, through the years, I've always heard for 
folks say, you know, when I lay my head on the pillow at night, these are the folks who own and operate the radio stations on the ground. I know I can sleep very comfortably with EWTN on the air. You know, we have a, a great vetting process, our theology department. So no matter what guest who comes on radio, television, everybody's been vetted. And uh, there isn't anything that's ever said. Of course, some listeners, as you know, might, uh, you know, choose to go awkward off the trail. But we always kind of get them, get them back. So, uh, you know, what really the, the nugget and the blessing is to start from the beginning of somebody who would call me up out of the blue or send me an email to say, how do I get started? How is it that I could bring EWTN radio affiliate to my community? Yes. And so for years, I sat developing these relationships of all these folks from all over the country of people who would reach out just asking that simple question. How mm -hmm. can I bring EWTN radio to my community? And to be able to help them from the beginning, and when I say help them, I'm talking about as a network, to help them and guide them. Because in the beginning, there was so much red tape for some of our original Catholic radio pioneers. Now there's such a great support, support system that's in place. Uh, it's, it's really, I don't want to say easier, but it's much more encouraging for folks who want to get involved in Catholic radio now, who are led to get involved in Catholic radio now, and the support system is phenomenal, as you can attest to yourself. Yes, absolutely. WSFI is so proud to be able to carry uh, this incredible programming, and you're right, we do sleep very well at night knowing that EWTN is vetted, and it is uh, something that is providing the highest quality Catholic content out there. It, we're, just, we're just blessed to be uh, an affiliate of you. <laughs> Yeah, and we're working every day to get better and better. I mean, we know what we're competing with, but we have to be in the darkness. This is a dark world, as everybody knows. Yes. And on the television side, when the network started with Mother Angelica back in 1981, four hours a day, and then in a couple of years they got to 24 hours a day, you know, having, having channels in between on the cable systems, the Playboy channel <laughs> and whatever else was on the other side. Right. And there's Mother Angelica <laughs> and the network right in the middle of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like our Lord. He came, you know, not for the people who were well, but for the people who were sick and lost. Exactly. So um, that's where that's what EW10 has always been, that beacon of light. And through Mother Angelica's yes, who I truly believe and many people believe is a modern day saint truly in our yes. midst. Yes. Um, and just like our ladies, yes, yes, many, many things have happened. So much fruit, so many souls have come back to our Lord through the apostolate of EWTN. And now with EWTN Radio uh, doing what it's been doing over the last 20 years now, yeah. uh, you know, it really has been, there's no other affiliate to EWTN like our radio affiliates. We've got a lot of partners and a lot of different places and platforms, but our radio affiliates truly to go out on the line, we've got a radio, we've got numerous radio affiliates who have mortgaged their homes to be able to go buy radio stations, really it's yeah. stepped out in faith yeah. and um, obtained a radio station and the Lord has bless them and all they needed to do was continue to be faithful and remain on their knees and very prayerful don't get in his way he does all the work truly we're just the vessels <laughs> that's wonderful so but let me just quickly yes. get back to the nugget and the blessing that i receive to be able to experience all these relationships that that i've been able to be involved with through the years yeah. and it may take a group one year to get on the air there have been groups uh ewtn radio apostles around the country who have worked for seven eight nine years mm -hmm and got, finally got a radio station because there wasn't one available. They just couldn't come up with the funding to obtain it. Um, but once they get on the air and you hear our programs on their radio station, 
and you hear a caller, somebody call in from that community, to me, you can't give me more than a million dollars. I'll tell you, (laughs) it doesn't compare because I'm so blessed. Every time it happens, I still get chills uh, to know that I was involved in such a small way, and I'm so very humbled that the Lord used me to help bring about such great fruit in that Catholic radio station. Yeah, so I have to ask, John, is there a way people can get involved to start a radio station? You know, maybe they're listening to this on in on the internet or wherever and they're going oh wait a minute I'd like to start one how do, how, how do they do it well the great thing about uh, Catholic radio now is that it has grown as we were talking about so much uh, in the older days uh, you know ten years ago uh, Everybody used to have to call us, and we would hold everybody's hand through the process. Not that people don't call us now. Certainly, uh, www.ewtn.com slash radio. You can go on our frequently uh, asked questions page, and there's some initial information there about getting started in radio. But what we're seeing now and how the growth has changed, Mm -hmm. instead of folks starting out on their own, because Catholic Radio does exist in most places in the country, when we get phone calls and requests from communities that do not have their own EWTN radio affiliate, Mm -hmm. what they do is when they contact us, we are able to look in their region where other Catholic Radio apostolates in our family are, and connect them with those apostolates and see how they may be able to work together because there's no better way uh, to put up a Catholic radio station than to work with folks who have done it on the ground. So, for instance, if somebody called from a place that there is not Catholic radio, let's just say right now in Wyoming and Cheyenne, um, and which, thank the Lord, there's a new radio station that's just about to go on the air this year, but I'm using them as an example, Um, we might might call our friends in, in Idaho with two stations or our friends in Nebraska with five stations and have them uh, talk to that particular general manager at the station and explain really the details of what goes into it. Now, maybe that person who's calling doesn't have any idea or can't do Catholic radio on their own, but they're called to help try to bring it. Well, maybe the group in Omaha will actually help them get the station. Maybe the station will be under the Omaha's umbrella, so to speak, but the person who reached out or their small group would be the boots on the ground to help run the radio station. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's a great. Uh, that's great advice. So that, that it, it is ewtn. dot com slash radio. Correct. Wonderful. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for spending some quality time with us here, John. You're you're an amazing person. Great story and. Uh, God bless all the work you're doing. Thank you. And for you. I mean, we are a team and we are family. You know, we can't do what we do without you on the ground. So like I said, it's a very special relationship, and I'm honored to be a part of WSFI and Angela Tomlinson from the very beginning, of course, talking with her. And look how far everything has come. So, you know, our Lord gets all the praise and glory. He does. Well, thank you so much again. This has been an episode of WSFI Spotlight from the Catholic Marketing Network trade show in Schaumburg, Illinois. Until then, we now return you to regularly scheduled programming. Thank you for listening to this special presentation from WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. For more information about WSFI, please visit www.wsfiradio.org. Or, to donate to WSFI, please send your tax-deductible donation to P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Again, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 
60048. Thank you.